This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. Today, uh, I brought on a special guest, Ben Cranbeck from Claim Doc. Ben, tell us about yourself and your little bit of your background. Thank you, Butch. Um, ben Cranbeck. I'm uh, born and raised in Iowa and I've uh, been in benefits business for almost 20 years. I started as a group group rep for Sun Life Financial, selling stop loss and group life, short-term, long-term disability, and really fell in love with the benefits business and specifically stop loss and medical reinsurance at a, at, right away. Um, my background being a you know group rep or a field underwriter really lends itself to um, getting into the next aspect of my career, which was we started, uh, myself and a couple of guys started uh, uh, group stop loss captive businesses and started doing the group stop loss captive programming back in 2005 and six, and then went full time with that in 2009, first quarter of 2009, doing, putting together employer groups, um, putting together pools of 2000 plus employees, and then allowing those employers to purchase their stop loss medical reinsurance as a collective, and thereby creating an opportunity for underwriting gain, which would then be redistributed back to those groups on a pro ship basis. And we majored in that for several years. I still own that business, Benefit Captive Re. Uh, however, I just don't really do anything with it at this point. Uh, what It was a client need and, and, and the reason why we created that company in the first place. It really led to the creation of Claim Doc because we had one particular captive program that had uh, over 6 million in stop loss and 20, uh, we had over 5,000 employee lives and over uh, 26 employer groups that were participating in that captive. And in the in the first quarter of 2012, really about 18 months, you know, almost 20, well, I guess almost two years after the passage of the Affordable Care Act in March of 2010, we had 42 claims post PPO discount that were over $500,000 in one that one captive program. And we had 17 captive programs, and we're, we're seeing a huge trend in all of our particular programs that we were managing at that time in the increase in severity and acuteness of, uh, of, of claims. So we were seeing a, a huge uptick in the number of large claims and the severity. So the, the actual numbers that were, were going up at an alarming rate, largely due to the Affordable Care Act's unlimited lifetime benefit maximum component. And in 2012, the annual maximums went up to $2 million for the annual benefit maximum. So it appeared that the hospitals had figured out exactly how to maximize their their revenue um, and it pertains to employer-sponsored benefit plans. And in that, that challenge or that crisis of the first quarter of 2012, Claim Doc was born because we created a workflow process to mitigate those 42 claims. And throughout that year, we were able to keep that captive from having a collateral uh, call uh, and a reinsurance hit. So we maintained solvency. But at the end of that year, I, I remember saying to my wife, I'm never taking risk again uh, unless somebody is managing claims because the no audit provisions of these PPO contracts and the outlier provisions are getting worse and worse. And I, I only see this 
um, getting going up. I don't see rates going down. So, um, and my wife being the brains of the outfit said, well, it looks like there's a, a business need there. Em- employer groups are going to need someone to mitigate and manage these claims. And I said, you know what, you're right. And we've learned a lot through the 2012 uh, experience. So in January of 2013, I started Claim Doc. And uh, luckily we had, you know, several groups that we were already working with in our captive business. And I was able to take that idea to some of them and say, you, you saw what we were able to do here. Um, what would you think of just tearing the PPO out entirely and, and, uh, and doing what we've done by putting our language, this language into the summary plan description and plan document and, and going for it. And we were very fortunate as a startup to have some groups that, you know, we're okay being the guinea pig. And, um, ever since we've been growing by leaps and bounds and, and, um, and that's kind of the story. Yeah, and it's an excellent story. And I guess to get to go a little bit more in the the background of how we evolved to get to this point, just as the industry as a whole, is these fully insured carriers hide a lot of their costs and their line items. And we don't have we don't have control of looking at those claims. We don't have control whether somebody's overpaying for a claim or or uh, where the claims are at, or where we can actually reallocate resources to actually make it better. And so I think employers are just blindsided by some of these increases that come along because there's no way of controlling the cost. And you've probably been seeing that for years. Absolutely. And so, and that's where I come and I, I, I call it the purple unicorn of the industry because they call these network PPO contract and uh, discounts, but they originally marked these claim prom claims off of a charge master list that nobody really has access to. But uh, a lot of times it seems like it's a made up number and then they have this, you know, this discount and then the, the claim pool is paying the claim and on a fully insured, the employer doesn't see it, the broker doesn't get access to it. And so we're going into all these claims or all these renewals blind and we don't have access to information to actually look at all this stuff. So moving forward, these products have probably been in existence for a long time, not specifically what you guys are doing at Claim Doc, but you know the self-insured and having disclosure of some of the claims that help allocate resources. But you guys took it from one step further. And I think with even groups that we've been working with and Claim Doc uh, experience that's been there, where these claims are getting reviewed, like you were saying, and um, medical claims could be, or most of the time are overcharged. And how, do, how is anybody, even the uh, employee that's filing the claim as a policyholder, even going to know? And then you guys obviously get in depth. So some of these claims that get through, you guys actually have an audit department. Can you talk a little bit about what you, like just a high level overview, how, how that audit uh, department works and, and, and just to give our uh, listeners a little bit of feedback on how you guys are handling those claims. Sure. Uh, are we have coders and nurses that are in-house, all of our employees are in-house. We don't sub out any work. Um, but we do line by line audit for all facility claims. And when I say facilities, I mean inpatient, outpatient, ambulatory surgical centers, radiology clinics, um, dialysis centers. We do a line by line audit for all facility claims, as well as all provider claims. And by providers, I mean specialists and, and general practitioners. So on the physician side, right? Everything that's over $2,000 uh, in build charge. So we look at all of those things on a line by line basis and humanize, get human eyes on them. Now, our systems, our internal system called Novatech, which is a creation of ClaimDoc and our IT staff for the last eight years, nine years, um, you know, that helps and assists us, allows us to review a lot of claims per, per uh, auditor per day. However, 
um, there is human eyes on every single claim because the the tactics. Uh, if you've been watching the Wall Street Journal, there's a lot of there's been a lot of uh, activity in healthcare technology, in investment in healthcare technology, and these are businesses that are called claim clearinghouses. What the claim clearinghouses are doing are providing services to hospitals. They're where they go and they say, look, it's all about the reimbursements. We're going to boost your reimbursements by boosting your bill charges. And so our audit process is basically the counter move to the, that type of um, bundling and unbundling. What I mean by that is today you go to a car, you buy a car off of a car lot, you have one price and you drive the car off the lot. Um, unbundling would be here's the price of the car. And then also, if you want a bumper, here's a bumper, here's a rear bumper, here's a rear view mirror, here's the seat, here's the steering wheel. They, un, they unpart everything, right? Like the reverse of Johnny Cash's song, build it one piece at a time. They deconstruct that claim one piece at a time and bill your health plan, your employer, for every single item. Plus, they may even bill it for the bundle as well, which we consider to be double billing. Um, so th there's those types of tactics, and our audit catches all of that, as well as third-party liability. So not talking about subrogation, but third-party liability, like, for example, if a facility goes in to do um, a knee replacement, and unfortunately, they make some mistakes and hit a femoral artery and have to bring in a, a, a vascular surgical team, and maybe the member gets uh, septicemia, they get an infection as a result of you know, <laughs> that, that uh, error, um, we would not just say, oh, well, let's discount that bill and pay it. Um, we look at all of that and say, no, I'm sorry, you know, the hospital needs to write off under your surgical liability coverage on your property casualty carrier. Uh, you need to write off your mistake here. Our client is not going to pay for your mistake on that. We'll pay for the knee replacement, but we're not going to pay for the septicemia, the hospital-acquired condition. We're not paying for the vascular surgical team to come in and, and provide, um, you know, that service as a result of the mistake of your orthopedic surgeon, for example. So it's really getting into not only the individual bills, but then also what happened in um, rare instances. Hey gang, ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing, weird expenses coming out of nowhere. And when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708 535 3006 or shoot him an email butch at elitebenefits.net and be sure to check out the zmar podcast don't wait till the last minute put butch zmar to work for you now and now i pulled uh, a couple case studies from the website and i know i didn't prep you on it and i'm not worried about the details of each one of the the claims but just to kind of give our audience a high level overview on one of the claims that i, I pulled there was an inpatient ho hospital surgical services bill for eighty-eight thousand dollars, and you guys reviewed it and uh, there was some extra stuff that was put in there to allow change of a code and then you guys requested uh, i think it was some medical records and the the 
hospital that actually never responded. But what they end up doing is just changing the diagnostic code just because you called them out on it. And it actually, mm-hmm. and in this scenario, the, the one that was given on the website, you know, it dropped from 88,000 down to 28,000, giving the employee, you know, the policy holder, and then obviously the claims pool, a savings of almost $60,000 on that same claim. That's the norm. Yeah. And, 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 and we've been through it, even on a smaller level, sometimes you just have to call and um, from a provider perspective, just call and say, hey, can you explain a little bit more about this claim? And sometimes that just opens up the door and they're like, hey, this doesn't look right. And then, you know, mistakes happen on a regular basis. Some are intentional, some are not. And um, a lot of these bigger claims, I think, probably are designed this way because they have to pay for, like you had mentioned, uh, technology increases and, and their cost is going up. So they got to catch the money some other ways. Another example you had on your website was related to outpatient cancer treatment. And this one you guys have outlined from Texas and the operating room was $36,000 plus some other providers that were there and the total bill charges were 65,000 and some change. You guys were able to go in there and and line item those things and brought the bill down to four, just under $4,000. And and I think that's awesome and and the the employer is obviously going to benefit from this on the renewal. And uh, because there's less impact to the claim pool when it's set up properly, we haven't seen too much from you know my agency perspective. Uh, and but that doesn't mean ours is the case study. But we have in our peer groups of our industry with the insurance industry, there's brokers out there that are doing this on a much higher level. And we're talking about thousands and thousands of employees, tens of thousands, and they're implementing some of the these strategies and. They're actually the renewals are actually going backwards mm-hmm. compared to where they were at, and so it's reversing it, and they're actually saving hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, and then it just keeps going backwards each year, regardless of what the claim experiences of the group. And obviously, there's other measures and resources you could put in, but besides the auditing, I mean, this is bridging a gap on on something that's more of a newer term uh, called reference-based pricing. There's a process for this, and the in the beginning there was actually a some negativity around reference-based pricing, but because of um, ClaimDoc and some other high-class organizations, they were able to fine-tune the program to a certain degree to help streamline things so that there's not these excess bills. Can can you walk us through, from your experience and your perspective, what reference-based pricing is, what's there for, and, you know, what are, you know, what's the purpose of it? Sure. It- um, the concept of reference-based pricing is to get away from what you talked about earlier with regard to the charge master, this top-down discount off of a complete, a bogus discount off a completely made-up number scenario where you have no control and looking at it and saying, okay, we want to make sure that our, our healthcare partners in our community uh, are making a profit and or on everything that we do. However, Let's look at things from a bottom-up cost basis plus a profit margin reference or some entities that we compete with are out there using Medicare only and saying Medicare plus X percentage. Um, We don't do it that way for a number of reasons. We don't have enough time to get into all of that on on the podcast. But the, the point is to come from a geographic reference that is known and published and then marking that up to a fair and reasonable reimbursement rate. That's the concept of reference-based pricing. Um, when I started Claim Docker, you know, the, in 2012, I didn't, I had never heard the term, and it was very, very, very new concept of just, you know, even looking at bills and trying to audit them and reduce them. 
So um, the term really came after we got involved in, in this particular market segment. But uh, I like to say, you know, like Chick-fil-A, we didn't invent the concept of reference-based pricing. Uh, like Chick-fil-A, they didn't invent the chicken sandwich, but they perfected it. Uh, here at ClaimDoc, we didn't invent reference-based pricing. However, we are perfecting it. And to, in order to have a competitive and also long-term sustainable program, there's certain characteristics that have to be in place in order to take care of the member from a service level perspective. And we excel at that where we do have uh, several competitors who are falling down that regard. But, um, you know, that's really where it's going. The future of it is really looking to partner with employers and facilities, you know, hospital systems in their close quarters geography to source the right care to the right place from a quality of metric standpoint. So getting their quality metrics and sourcing the right care at the right facility for the right price. Contracting either on a bundled rate basis for specific types of services with this place or this facility, maybe it's an ambulatory surgical center or outpatient facility uh, for these items. And then having a more global overarching narrow narrow network type of uh, arrangement with one really high quality or high class uh, facility in your in your area. That's kind of the building a home base and working together the employers with a health system in a, ge- in a specific geography to work together to keep costs down, but also to keep that that uh, facility in business as well. So you know we've been in court cases as co-fiduciary with an employer group. You know we provide legal defense in the event of a, a litigation scenario versus a member or a health plan, and we've been in litigation scenarios where we find out through the discovery process that the hospital elected to set their charge master at an arbitrary rate, 5%. They did a market study, did geographic market studies and found that here's what everybody, all the other hospitals in their area are charging. We're going to charge 5% on everything. We're going to charge the 5%. We're going to charge the most of anyone in our, in our geography, say a 50, 50 mile radius, for example, that's pretty arbitrary. And I don't believe that that's sustainable uh, for the long term for for employers. It's a it's a tax on employers that they didn't have an opportunity to refute or or vote on even. So um, the the blended or the the future could be rather than just taking what you're given, going out and and being proactive and finding direct contracting opportunities, which uh, can get your your employees the best care or the right care for the best price. And and that's a great background on it. And obviously, reference-based pricing and claim doc are are just line items of building the right plan together. And I know claim doc works directly with um, TPAs and then obviously brokers. But if there was employers out there that wanted to seek more information about claim doc or a little bit more about the background, um, is there other sources other than brokers? Can they go to your website? Yes, thank you. It's www claim hyphen doc that's d-o-c as in what's up doc dot com claim hyphen doc dot com is our website um and and yes we we work through we serve at the pleasure of the broker we have no direct uh no direct client relationships 
Um, so we are wholesale, complete wholesale entity. So definitely bring this up to the current broker or third-party administrator that we're working in. Obviously, ClaimDoc is having some success. Uh, I did notice trying to do some homework for the podcast that you guys moved to a new facility. You just had a ribbon cutting over there. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We we uh, bought a building, a 33,000-square-foot building in West Des Moines, Iowa. We moved our location there for for to house our expansive growth and then uh, f- to give us a future headquarters. So we've we've been um, growing uh, rapidly for the last eight years, and and I don't see that trend uh, slowing. So we're we're prepared for the future. Great, and obviously this is a trend. It's moving up. A lot of um, brokers that were closed minded before are opening their minds a lot more and. And obviously, employers are looking for these solutions um, to try to control the healthcare trend and keep their employees happy, getting access to great healthcare. And this has definitely been great. And I appreciate all that you're doing and Claim Doc's doing for the broker community, and obviously uh, indirectly um, down to the employee level of making sure that people aren't overpaying for claims and keeping the healthcare costs at a, at a minimum. Excellent. Thank you, Butch.